taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our hosts and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey, PPC friends. Yep, another episode of PPC Rockstars. And we have on the show, you know that uh, we uh, we feature people that uh, I've known for a long time. I think I've known this person uh, longer than most of the guests that we've had on before. And I'm talking about Microsoft's John Lee, who's presently the uh, VP of Ad uh, Operations at Microsoft. <laughs> no, not quite. No? Not quite. No? Oh my God, did you get demoted? I guess, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> now, what is your title? I always forget. Uh, learning strategist, which is the most ambiguous title ever, um, basically means I get to think about training uh, both sales folks as well as clients. Um, and really, you know, I'm an Uber stakeholder across engineering, product marketing, sales, support, you name it. So it's a fascinating job. It is. Sounds, sounds great. Um, yeah, John and I have known each other for quite a while. We've had many, in which are most of which are legal, I think. I think so. Last, yeah. last I checked. Yep. Um, so uh, John is, is knowledgeable about all aspects of PPC, uh, but recently was one of the stars of the Paid Search Association conference that happened a couple of weeks ago, as of this taping, and uh, gave gave a great presentation uh, that included a discussion of one of my favorite uh, features of both uh, Google Ads and Microsoft Ads, which is dynamic search ads. Um, and I'm happy to say that... Uh, from what I understand from, from your, your presentation and Perna's presentation, um, Microsoft is kind of uh, uh, stepping out in front of Google in feature sets around dynamic search ads. So if you, if you can talk about that, I'd love to, love to discuss that. Yeah. So f- first of all, um, some, some, some of our audience have not used dynamic search ads yet. So what, what is it in a nutshell? Sure. Well, well, first I'll push pause and just say in terms of the paid search organization and the digital conference that was held would not have happened without you uh, well, driving you. that. And so a huge shout out right back at you, David. So Thanks. happy happy to be on the board and happy to participate in it as well. Um, also happy to have spent way more time than I thought it would take to edit those videos. <laughs> Truly. Well, thanks. Thanks for that. I appreciate it. Oh, it was my pleasure. Um, to just again, no. Uh, so DSA, dynamic search ads, it's, it's this interesting beast, right? So we are all, you know, paid search advertisers. And for the longest time, that's meant keywords as our, our primary target to say, okay, someone's going to Google or they're going to Bing or where, where have you. If they type in something that matches this keyword either exactly or closely uh, with phrase match, broad match, et cetera, serve my ad, please. Um, DSA has come along and says, hey, I see your keyword and 
what if we try something completely different? <laughs> so it's not a not a like a, a hard left turn, but it's definitely moving in the leftward direction. In that, it's saying, okay, let's just forget about keywords altogether. Let's instead focus on the search query, right? What the actual person is typing in on Google on Bing, but we're not going to use the keyword to target against that. Instead, let's use the content of your website. And furthermore, instead of you picking a specific landing page, let's say we've seen this content, we've matched it to this query, and we think this is the right page to send that person to. That's a very different way of thinking about search advertising. And it provides several layers of excitement, uh, in my opinion, and, and clearly it sounds like for you as well. Yes. Um, to say, okay, let's let's just let's just reimagine, right? How we think about search, how we think about uh, going about uh, creating campaigns. So that's a, a good foundational starting point, right? Um, so what's going on in the background is that the engines are scraping the site um, that is des designated by the advertiser, and uh, without with with one exception that we'll discuss with no input from the advertiser is just identifying product related pages. And if the search query seems in the, in the mind of the algorithm to match the product page, then an ad is automatically generated with a URL that points to that product page. Correct. Yeah. Does it's, that make sense? It does. Yeah. I mean, at a, at a bare minimum, you could think, okay, I've got my entire website and I'm just going to put in domain level, right, mywebsite.com as the target. I don't advise you doing that, but I'm just saying hypothetically speaking. And from there then, um, it whether it's a, a product page, service page, it could be an about us page. Like again, if you leave it wide open, if the, if the bot, and it, it started with the actual, it's the same bot that would crawl your site to index you for organic search, right? It started with the same bot. I, I'm not sure if they're still using the same one or if they're using newly conditioned bots specifically for this. They very well might be, but they, they don't tell me these things. Um, but, it, you know, again, it would come to the site. It would review all of that content, both on-page text content, but think, you know, meta descriptions, right, page titles, et cetera, to gain a full understanding contextually, semantically of what you're getting at and then say, okay, you know, I think the About Us page matches this query of, you know, who who is weirdo at mysite.com, right? And the about us page is the right choice. And then yes, it's gonna serve that as the landing page. It'll throw a dynamically generated headline based on the content on the page. And then the body of that ad is actually something that is input by you, the advertiser. Right. Um, but where DSA gets really interesting is to say, okay, you have a lot of control here. And so while it's not the same control as keyword targeting, um, there is quite a bit of control at your disposal. So. Yeah, you can do all site, but that's likely a, a rough way to go, uh, uh -huh. leave, leaving you wide open. Um, that's a starting point and could be advisable for, say, a catch-all uh -huh. uh, DSA campaign. And But I, I would argue some restrictions there, right? So there are likely pages on your site that are they're functional, but not necessarily something that, that's content-rich, or perhaps it's even a great landing page experience. Right? You have to be thinking about that. Like, if I'm a person and this is my first view of your brand, of, of your service, product offerings, et cetera, is this where, where like, am I going to learn enough on this page? Chances are you're going to have pages that the answer is no. 
Mm-hmm. So out of the gate, exclude those those bad boys. But from there, then we can set up and again, it's called an auto target. So you can say, okay, I want uh, pages that that match this exactly, right? So you could actually have a page level auto target, or you know, based on how you have your website constructed with subfolders, you know, top level domains, whatever, you can use what what, what you know are effectively like a regex match, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if it in, if URL includes this. This is my auto target, um, mm-hmm. but uh, you know that's there, there's a lot of strategy, a lot of thinking that can go into that. Um, but you know, again, um, it's it's analogous to how you would approach product groups for shopping, right? Right. So, like, how do you think about bundling? You know, categories or these are like top selling products or things that are on sale. You know, you can use a lot of that same logic to think about how am I going to devise an auto target segmentation strategy for DSA. And then from there, then that'll dictate somewhat like the that body copy that you'll write for that particular auto target. Good point. So um, let's see. I think some listeners are thinking, okay, this sounds like shopping, mm. uh, or what's the difference between a shopping campaign and a DSA campaign? Yeah, and in a in a nutshell, I mean, there's either it's like a, an onion you could peel a lot of layers off this one, but in a nutshell, what's the difference? Yeah. So, you know, shopping is, you know, I call it the OG auto magical targeting vehicle, right? Uh, Because you submit a product feed and from there, Google, Microsoft, whoever is saying, okay, I understand these things about your pages on your site and your products, right? I understand a, where this product lives URL. I understand what it looks like product image URL, I understand what it's called, name, I understand brand, I understand description, right? All of these things, color, size, depending on how, how in-depth your feed is. And then from that, it's extrapolating. If someone searches for green widget, size XL, you know, <laughs> in Kentucky, um, boom, right? Based on the information in my feed, my product is the best to serve um, for that. Where, where things start to differentiate is that dynamic search ads is instead of it being a dedicated feed of information, we'll come back. There is a feed. We'll come back to that. Um, Instead of it being a dedicated feed, we're saying, okay, Hey, I've got this content right sitting here. And even if, even if you are doing shopping and you do have um, that product feed set up, chances are there's more content for that product on the website or that product's page then you're actually submitting into your feed. And so you know, DSA opens you up to, to leverage all of that content. And you know, that, again, affords some opportunity. It, it potentially increases matching, plus it's a different ad, right? So you could have DSA serving and a shopping ad serving. But I'll, I'll, I'll put a quick caveat in here in that we talk about DSA a lot in the vein of shopping because it's a there's a lot of comparisons that could be made there. Some of the strategies somewhat overlap or align, but DSA is not limited to just retail. Uh, DSA is an equal opportunity uh, targeting vehicle regardless of your vertical. And that's a stigma that personally, and I know others would like to break for sure. Well, hold, hold on right there because I, I want to come back to that because I that, that's something that is a little mysterious to me. So listeners, mm-hmm. don't go away. And John, thanks. Stay with us. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. 
Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we are back with John Lee, uh, formerly Vice President of Ad Operations at Microsoft. (laughs) (laughs) And um, we're talking about DSA campaigns, dynamic search ads. And uh, John just said that um, DSA campaigns are not just for e-commerce or or e-retail uh, what, what are some other circumstances under which they can be used? Yeah, you know, one um, that somewhat caught me by surprise, because to be frank, I'd never thought about it before until it was somewhat thrown in my face. And that is, you know, take, uh, you know, a business that's um, in retail, or, I'm sorry, uh, real estate, not retail, real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, particularly if they have the capability to, to show those listings on their sites, so, you know, think of the and I can't even think of the right term, but the, the, there's that special type of listing, right? The, the real estate networks across the country use. MLS. Thank you. The MLS system, right? But like if they have that, that type of information populated on the website, you know, particularly things that come in and come out, if you will, of, of relevance, right? This house is available. Now it's not. You know, DSA is a good way to, to get in and say, okay, if someone's searching for a yellow house in, you know, Clifton neighborhood, uh, of, of Louisville, Kentucky, and I've got a house that matches that, right? And, and DSA has understood that content, et cetera, boom, right? Tremendous opportunity for me to match mm-hmm. against that because that's a okay. crazy query that I'm yeah. likely not going to build a, a keyword for. But that's right. that's tip of the iceberg here, right? Interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, you could have a, a relatively, you know, limited in scope and size website for, you know, a B2B uh, company, but you have tailored that content Right, you you have learned time and time again based on your lead flow and how you have your funnel set up to how to, to draft content, right? To hook a user, pull them in. You're understanding the language, how they think about their needs in the business marketplace, and how your 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 offering right matches that. Um, why not put DSA okay. to use there, right? And and think of it as um, a, a a powerful powerful research machine. Right. So it's going to find queries that you likely would have never thought of, some of which are, are going to be, yeah, okay, potentially red flags that you may need to add as negatives, but there are going to be others that are going to be like, wow, that's super relevant. I never would have even thought of creating a keyword. Good point. Okay. You just said something that uh, I'd like to segue into, which is mm-hmm. uh, uh, 
those many people realize that there are no keywords with DSAs. You're not, you're, as you said earlier, uh, an algorithm is saying this search query should match this page of content. Mm -hmm. uh, however, there can be and there should be negative keywords. Right. And there, there can be uh, and there, there are uh, search term reports that can be examined for likely negative keywords. So uh, talk a little bit, bit about those, please. Yeah, so you know, much like the conversation around broad match or broad match modifiers, you know, DSA is one of those features that you simply should not be using without the one-two punch of targeting plus negative keywords, right? Or, or targeting plus search query analysis, which mm -hmm. leads to negative keywords, right? They, they are fundamental uh, to create an ecosystem of learning that is also, you know, that, that has that checks and balance system in place to ensure that, hey, you know what, I, I understand that I'm going to get matched to some stuff that just simply isn't relevant for me. Once you understand it and accept it and know that there's work involved, that then, yeah, let, you know, run DSA, run broad, broad match, et cetera. Analyze the search query data, search term reports, I think is what officially Google and Microsoft both call them, but I think everybody else in the industry calls it search queries. But right. um, looking at that data and, and on a regular cadence, right? And so there is no perfect cadence here. It's, again, if you've got big budgets and a lot of traffic coming in every day, there probably is an argument for you to be looking at that every day. Mm -hmm. um, I would say most of your average advertisers once a week is sufficient. I agree. Right? Um, to quickly check in, make some you know quick notes, quick analyses, and, and make some quick changes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely want to do that. Um, and uh, you'll definitely see uh, an effect, a yeah. positive effect, at least as, as uh, pronounced as, as with uh, standard search. Right. But the, the flip side of that is, is yes, negatives, but you know, DSA as well as shopping and broad match. Again, these are all their own um, you know, targeting mechanisms in their own right, but they are all also tremendous keyword research vehicles. And, you know, and, and I, a couple of years ago, I mean, you referenced Perno. It was actually a, a conference she and I both spoke at. You know, I, I did a session around the, creating a perpetual keyword research machine. Mm -hmm. Right, of which this was somewhat pre-DSA, so broad match really took focus here, but among other things, but like the idea of set yourself up for success, right? Don't lock everything down with exact match and phrase match and being unwilling to lean into some of these broader targeting schemes. Yes, there's risk, but with risk comes reward. And so as long as you're doing that due diligence, right, knocking out the negatives as we already called out, you're also going to find some amazing gold nuggets to say, wow, like I said earlier, I would have never dreamed of creating that as a keyword, but it clearly performs high click-through rate. And darn it, you know what? I'm getting sales or I'm getting leads off of that. Plug it in as a direct keyword, right? And that's where, mm -hmm. that's when DSA, insert shopping, insert whatever, right? DSA plus traditional search campaigns become uh, a symbiotic ecosystem. And so right. DSA is, is learning. Right, it's finding these new keywords um, for you, essentially, adding them in as a keyword into your traditional search campaign, block it out right, with a negative uh, in your DSA. That way it's no longer matching to that and you're properly funneling traffic right. uh, where appropriate. Okay, so somewhat associated to that, um, I'm, I'm going to embarrass myself by saying I don't know whether this capability exists on the Microsoft platform, but... Uh, 
Google Ads, and, and it took me a long time to find this. It's kind of hidden. I'm not sure how well it's documented. But um, in Google Ads, you can see the URLs that Google is sending traffic to. Mm-hmm. And then you can say to Google, I don't want to send traffic to those URLs. So let's say, for example, Google is, is uh, uh, looking at search terms and accidentally sending traffic to your blog rather than to a product page. Um, the advertiser can go in and say, I don't want to send traffic to that page. In fact, I don't want to send traffic to any URL that contains the word blog. Um, so what I do routinely is don't send traffic to anything that has blog. Don't send anything that has frequently or fact. Don't send anything that says knowledge as a knowledge base uh, about us. I mean, these are, these are like no brainer uh, URL uh, chunks that you, that you want to screen out. So this is called in, in Google speak. Um, it's really confusing because there's a, there's a, a section called dynamic ad targets. And under that there's search terms which has nothing to do with search terms. It is a list of URLs. And then there's negative dynamic ad targets that you can uh, then add uh, to a list that says, don't send traffic to these URLs. So what about Microsoft? So a couple of things here. From my own uh, knowledge and learning, I need to go and do some research to understand if on the Google side that means... I see the URL that was matched that, you know, allowed me to match to a query and also led to it being a landing page or it actually served in that final ad. Um, if, if you exclude that, if it also then excludes that page from being considered when matching to queries, right? I think the answer is um, yes. Okay. So, yeah. And, and in that case, yes, you can do that on the, on the okay. advertising side, right? Um, when you're in under the auto, trying to access my, my visual memory here, but when you're under the auto targets tab and you're looking at all of that, similarly, yes, you're going to see, um, you know, what was matched, right. Um, both in the page, but like also the text it pulled in for the headline, um, to understand, okay, what, how was all of this stuff related? And, and, you know, did that net me positive traffic, negative traffic, et cetera. So, uh, and then from there, correct. You can, you can then say, I want to add this as an excluded target. Okay. The risk there is to say, okay, if that page is matching to really good queries and bringing in good traffic, but it's just not a great landing page experience, uh, you might just need to kind of think through that because yeah. if you exclude the page and it was matching you to some really good queries, that, that could actually you know have a negative impact, right? That's true. Hmm. Good point. So just being being mindful, right, when you think through that strategically. Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of strategically, we have some strategic messages from sponsors. So, uh, John, stay with us, and listeners, don't go away. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training 
a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let TopSEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. We're back in the home stretch, John Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's time to roll out that, that topic that we were dying to talk about. Yeah, which is, page uh, feeds. Page feeds. So yes. um, you, you know more, much more about this than I do, so go ahead. Sure. So, you know, we, we were alluding to shopping earlier and how you've got a product feed. Well, you know, a page feed for dynamic search ads is not entirely dissimilar, but it is certainly its own mechanism and it lives in a different place, right? So your product feed for shopping lives in a merchant center, Google and or Microsoft, um, whereas the page feed lives in your business data in both Google and Microsoft respectively. Um, and you know, a DSA page feed, to be perfectly honest, uh, when it first came out was something that was like, okay, I get it. I understand it. Um, but I, I felt like I was somewhat banging my head against a, a brick wall a bit. So, you know, it's a relatively meaty topic. I, I urge anyone who is interested to certainly read up on it um, and help documentation, et cetera. There's been plenty of blog articles, things like that written um, to inform you on, on best practices. But in a nutshell, so, you know, DSA, you, you can manage this by hand, right, with elbow grease in the UI, um, in the editors as well, the Google editor and the, the Microsoft editor. Oh, editors. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, however, you know, if you're dealing in bulk, mm-hmm. when I say in bulk, I mean your website is large, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it, using some of those retail examples or even that real estate example I threw out, like there's the possibility of there being a lot of pages. And, and pages that could come and go and, 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 and things that are changing, if you will. And so uh, doing that manually is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And so a page feed comes in and it gives you added muscle to say, okay, how can I better lump pages together? Uh, and you can start to create labels, right? Um, and really create a, a, a layered set of rules for the content on your site within the context of that feed. And then when you're creating auto targets, um, you know, for the actual DSA campaign, all you have to do is call upon that custom label instead of building those rules in the UI, making sure it's all there and set, et cetera. And instead rely on that feed doing the heavy lifting. And you just, all you have to do is call in a label 
into that auto target and poof done right and the feeds doing mm. the rest of the work for you so i just covered like probably thousands of man hours of <laughs> development work right. and what is potentially one of the more complex aspects of, of the current role of search marketing in a matter of minutes there um and that's why i prefaced it by saying it's deep i recommend you doing reading however when you get it right and you're in there and and you see what the doors that I can open up for you, uh, it's a tremendous utility, right? Okay, let me ask you a couple. It's really, it's the future of search in my mind, paired with say like ad customizers, right? Which is a very similar uh, function. Interesting. Okay, let me ask you a couple questions. Um, So first of all, are we talking about a page feed being a list of URLs where, where we're saying to Microsoft, um, this is the list of pages that I want you to consider when you see a search query that might match the page. Correct. Um, it's a it's a bit of both, right? So yeah. it is. Um, you know, I, I could. Uh, so I think it's. I think it was Michelle Morgan uh, on the, the Flix Marketing blog, the company you and I are both fond of. Um, <laughs> But she wrote a pretty extensive post on, on page feeds and, and I'll, I'll likely just, I'll send you the link maybe to mm-hmm. that as a resource for this. Sure. But, you know, it, it does a really good job of breaking it down, but really it's, you know, she, she likened it to saying, Hey, start with a sitemap, right? So like, if you do have that, that mega website with a ton of pages, like start with your sitemap and, and go through, you know, and she, she literally lays it out in a step-by-step process, right? Like vet the URLs, mm-hmm. what here works for you, what doesn't, and like start to make notations to say, okay, you know, these pages are going to end up being exclusions right out of the gate versus, you know what, these pages belong in bundle A, bundle B, bundle C, right? And really doing that legwork ahead of time. And, you know, that becomes then the basis for building out that feed. Gotcha. And so, again, then you start to say, okay, well, for this particular um for this this particular set of pages, I need to apply this custom label. And here's where things get really cool. And that is you can you can have pages match into multiple custom labels, right? And so you can start to create thematic groups, if you will. And I and here I'm just starting to like touch on what could be some of the bigger, really bigger thought processes happening here, right? Like is bundling pages into a custom label a way to to, to get better matching? Right, because it's mm-hmm. looking at the sum of that entire group, but then picking the best page within that, right, to serve as your final landing page. There's a lot happening here, right? So yes, yes, it can be as simplistic or as complex as you let it be. Well, you gave some great advice, which is uh, uh, RTFM, which is also known as there's a lot of good help pages out there. So mm-hmm. uh, read them deeply. Unfortunately, we are at the end of the show. That was fast. Damn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, John, uh, thanks so much for being with us. Uh, I'm already looking forward to the next time. And uh, um, next uh, PSAC, we'll have to share drinks together. Indeed. I, I think the next time we should do some sort of uh, ad writing face-off or like make it a weird challenge. That's a nice idea. I like it. Yeah. Well, thanks again, John. And uh, you're welcome. And thank you, listeners. Come on back for another episode of PP2 Rockstars.
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.